At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's going on and welcome into a special edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson alongside my co-host Jim Eichenhopper of Pelicans.com. We're taking a little bit of a break from our player recaps. Those will resume on Wednesday. Hopefully a number one pick to boot as well for the New Orleans Pelicans. Yes, this is our draft lottery special as the NBA draft lottery will take place tomorrow night in Chicago, 7 p.m. Central. You can watch it on ESPN leading up to Celtics and Heat game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Jim, I remember us ending our show last year saying, we don't want to be doing this preview again this year. And here we are doing it, but with a little bit of a different reason. The reason why we didn't want to do it this year is because we wanted to be in the playoffs and not have to worry about a lottery pick. Well, we got kind of the best of both worlds this offseason. Pelicans did make the playoffs, of course. But you also do have a lottery pick thanks to the Los Angeles Lakers. So a little bit of a different scenario, and this is the best-case scenario if you're the Pelicans. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the fact that our goal was to not be here from New Orleans missing the playoffs, I guess we can check that off the list because the Pelicans did make the playoffs. We're not here because of a disappointing season or a year where they weren't able to make the playoffs. It was a pretty incredible um, journey along the way to go from 1-12 and to getting into that eight seed and winning – um, to play in games, especially a very dramatic one against the Clippers. So like you said, very happy to be here under these circumstances. And it's really hard to kind of believe in some ways that um, the way things worked out with making the playoffs and benefiting greatly from the misfortune of the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, we thank the Los Angeles Lakers for their service for helping us get this top 10 pick. So let's go over the odds for the Pelicans here and kind of make it simple for the listeners gearing up for tomorrow night's draft lottery, because it is pretty simple as far as the Pelicans. In the top 10, you have the pick, but there's a little bit more to it, as right now the Lakers are slated as 8th, with the 8th best odds of getting the number 1 pick. But that could change a little bit, Jim, depending on where they land. They could land in the top 4, could land number 1, could also move back technically to number 11, but a slim chance, so if you can go over the numbers a little bit, that would be great. Sure, To me, the easiest way to look at this is there's kind of, in my mind, there's three distinct 
tiers of happiness. There's three different levels where the night is over and you're you're very pleased and you're you're content and it was a good night. The first tier obviously is you win the lottery. They have a six percent chance of winning the number one pick, which was I think exactly what they had three years ago when they when New Orleans won the lottery. Yep. So um, that's number one. I mean that would be great. I don't for me personally I'm not going into this saying like man they got to win the lottery they right. have to I'm not I'm gonna be very upset. Not the case at all. The second level is finishing in the top four somewhere, whether that's first, second, third, or fourth. Um, there's a 26% chance combined of doing that. It escalates from 6% that, that I mentioned for number one, 6.3 for number two, 6.7 for number three, and then 7.2 for number four. Obviously, you add those up with our extensive college experience yeah. and degrees that we have. Go Ithaca. And, it, <laughs> and you end up with twenty six, roughly 26% chance. And then obviously the third level is that you just get to keep the pick at all. You don't finish in the top four, but you finish eight, nine, or ten. Um, to me, as as a non-draft expert, as I sit here in mid-May, I don't know if there's that much of a difference in my mind of whether you finish eight, nine, or ten. Um, but you're to me, you're extremely grateful, pleased, and happy that you do have a top ten pick, even if it you know drops down to ten and there's a 99.6% chance that you will finish in the top 10. So those are the three um, levels of of excitement and happiness, and thank you, Lakers. And there's an extreme tier for frustration if that 0.4% pops up for the Pelicans, which would drop them to 11, which I believe would give the pick to the Grizzlies. Is that correct, Jim? Yes, that is correct. And again, going back to crunching the numbers and extensive understanding of math, <laughs> I calculated, if you want to put it in layman's terms, a 0.4% chance is really one out of 250. So if there's 250 scenarios of those 250, one of them has the Pelicans not keeping their draft pick and having that go to the, to Memphis, as you said. Um, so we'll, we'll just hope that the one in 250 does not come through. Yep, and the Memphis Grizzlies are pulling the dumb and dumber, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> and so you never know. What could happen on draft ladder or not? But it's more than just that. And let's talk about the Pelicans real quick before we go down to maybe some other teams involved in the lottery. Um, how things could change if the Pelicans land in the top four or even the number one pick? Because obviously getting a top 10 pick is certainly great. And I think we'll talk about this more leading up to the draft. But you land a top four pick or number one, the um, amount of players available in the top five, this seems to be a really good top heavy type of draft. Yeah. So if you move up into the top four, there is major significance this year. If you are able to get up there. Yeah. I started listening to some of the different draft analysis. That's really in the very preliminary stage, because obviously a lot of the draft experts and analysts don't get too deep into it until after the lottery, when you actually know which teams are going to be picking in which spots, but it does seem like there's a general consensus that there's a top quote unquote tier of about four or five guys so I think if you if you do move up in the top four on Tuesday night, you have a chance to make a big splash and add a player that will at least be perceived as another huge building block to the foundation of a team that could be really good in the future. Obviously, we know from from being part of the draft that there's no sure things and you have to let everything play out. You can't judge guys even on their rookie season in, in many cases. But um, to me, I think there would be a degree of excitement of – moving up into the top four because of what I mentioned in terms of there's a group of mark quote unquote marquee prospects that people really think have a chance to make a huge difference. But um, even if you finish in the top 10, I think there's still 
going to be the possibility that you could add a piece that people in the front office and everyone will be really excited about as far as, you know, not just um, what they can do during the 22-23 season, but also down the road. Uh, let's break it down with the teams that are in the lottery and a couple of questions that uh, I think were posed by you, Jim, that are very good and very intriguing. I think some fans would probably like to answer these as well. So out of the teams involved, the teams with the highest chances of getting the number one pick are the top three teams. That's Houston, Orlando, and Detroit. Then Oklahoma City, Indiana, Portland, Sacramento. Then the Los Angeles Lakers, hopefully going to New Orleans. San Antonio, Washington, New York, the Clippers, if that pick is conveyed at number 12, that goes to Oklahoma City, and Charlotte and Cleveland. So chance for the Thunder to have two lottery picks is pretty good. As of right now, they're slated at number four and potentially at number 12. But let's start with who do you want to win it? If it's not the Pelicans, who do you want to win the draft lottery? My list really includes the three Eastern Conference teams that are in the top five, what I always call pre-lottery slots. So the pre-lottery slots of two, three, and five are Orlando, Detroit, and Indiana. To me, we've discussed this over the last bunch of years. The Western Conference has been better than the Eastern Conference very consistently in the entire time I've been here. But I do think it's starting to tilt a little bit more in favor of the Eastern conference that it was, this was probably the most even the conferences have been in a while. So if you're a Western conference team, you want as many high picks as possible going to whoever it is in the Eastern conference. And I think based on the pendulum, the way it's been where the West has been better, I feel like we're owed about 10 years of the East being better than Mm -hmm. the West. I don't want to hear anyone. If the next five to 10 years, the Eastern conference is clearly better than the West. I don't want to hear anyone complaining and say, saying like, oh, you guys have it so easy because you're in the West because it's been the opposite of that, The as I said, since for the last 20 years, like even before I was even here. Yeah, absolutely. So are you that? So you're narrowing, you're not really narrowing down. You're kind of just going with those three, either Orlando, Detroit, or Indiana potentially. You know what? If I had to, if you, if you forced me to pick among the three, I think I would go with Orlando just because um, they have – probably had the longest stretch of struggling. I mean, I guess Detroit would be in that category as well, that they've had a pretty extended period of time here where they haven't been good. And they, you know, although Orlando did, it is funny. You forget that. I forget that Orlando made the playoffs not that long ago, only a couple of years ago, but it just seemed like they were one of those teams when they were making the playoffs where they were quickly bounced from the postseason. So um, I think I would pick them as far as who I want to win it. Yeah, I agree. That's Orlando's a team that I want just from the fact that they are in the Eastern Conference, and I think that would certainly help them. But in the same time, too, they they haven't been great for a really long time besides that one year in the playoffs, too. Yeah. So it is interesting to see some of these teams that are – and look, the Pelicans are one of those teams, too, so we shouldn't be looking down on – this is a team that's been in the lottery a ton here as we made the playoffs three times mm-hmm. in the last ten years. But um, it'll be interesting to see if Orlando can get it over Houston – But I think Orlando is a team that I would want to get it if the Pelicans don't get it um, as well. So who needs to win it the most? So that's a little different question of who do you want, but who do you think needs to win it the most out of these 14 teams? I think I'd give the same answer that Orlando needs to win it the most because they seem to be among the teams at the top that are maybe the most requiring a very big piece that they can kind of center everything around and build around. Um, I feel like Detroit obviously had the number one pick last year in Cade Cunningham. Um, 
I think to a much lesser degree, they quote unquote need to win it. Um, Oklahoma City has Shea Gildas Alexander, who's also and a couple other guys that they've drafted. In a recently. thousand first round picks. Right, right. Um, so I think I would go with the Magic. To me, if the Magic win it, it's comparable to what happened with Detroit last year, where you've gone through a rough period of years, but you can say like, okay, now we have the guy, we have the 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 number one pick, and we have a player that. And, I mean, this is another discussion for as we get close to the draft, whether there is a, one guy that stands out above about above everyone else is another debate th- for this particular draft. But um, to me, at least they would have the discretion of saying like, of these top four or five players that are in the top tier, we want this one specific guy that we can say is going to be the, the guy that everything's going to be focused on. I have an interesting pick as far as who needs to win the number one, who, who needs the number one pick most. I'm going with Indiana because we never see Indiana in this situation already. Indiana is a team that has been a consistent playoff team for quite some time, but they've never been able to get over the hump as mm-hmm. far as get to that place that they want to besides the year that Reggie Miller took that team to the finals and was unable to get over the hump. Sure. But since then, they traded one of their big pieces into Montessa Bonus. They get Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald from Sacramento. Seems like they're going a little younger, probably more in a reboot stage. There's nothing better for them that a team that hasn't been in the lottery to kind of reset with a number one pick, to get that fan base excited yeah. again. A team that's been kind of flying under the radar, consistently, again, a playoff team, but really hiding under the radar, and a number one team brings that attention to the city of Indianapolis. So I think a team that needs to win it the most and has the fifth best odds of doing so, I think, is the Indiana Pacers. I could see that, and I think from the standpoint, too, of after Paul George left, however many years ago, that is now five, six years ago, they haven't had, they've had a bunch of really good players, but they've never had like a top 10, top 20, maybe even top 30 player. So from, from that standpoint, I can see that it's been a while since they had somebody who was a perennial all-star and somebody, but I guess you could say that about a lot of these other teams as right. well, that it's been a while, but, but uh, no, I, I see where you're coming from and, and I can, I can understand that reasoning. Um, I would say some of the, not to disagree with you, but I would say some of the other teams that have been consistently bad or consistently in the lottery would say, we don't want Indiana to win it after they had one or two years down years to immediately be jumping ahead of us in the lottery. But as a certain radio, other radio broadcaster says, uh, that's a them problem. So, and he's in the building today as well. So um, he would agree with you on that statement. But at the same time, a lot of these teams have been in this situation already for so long that why do you, why is it that they're, getting the number one pick. I know you've been down, but have you been actively trying to stay in this position or eventually you're going to move your way up to trying to make the playoffs? So Houston, obviously with the James Harden trade, obviously turn their trajectory Mm -hmm. in the opposite direction. Orlando and Detroit have been kind of in the same thing. Oklahoma city, who knows what direction they're going in. They have some, some really nice young talented pieces, but are still some veterans away and maybe a number one pick away from being pretty decent. Mm Mm-hmm. Portland's in a weird situation, again, with uh, without C.J. McCollum and some of the moves they made. Sacramento is here every year for the last 15-plus years. Right. Um, and some of these teams in the back end of it, San Antonio, Washington, New York, Charlotte, Cleveland, are kind of close or have been in the playoffs the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but really don't have a shot at getting over there unless there's some miracle. So right. um, to end our kind of rapid fire, which team would anger you the most? This is the one I had the hardest time figuring out but which yeah. team would anger you the most i guess not really anger because i don't think i'm gonna 
throw a chair or anything if one of these teams gets one, unless I probably would throw a chair at the Pelicans, don't get in the top 10. But at the same time, who would make you pretty angry? You, you know, I took I, I took the, the, the angle on this of not necessarily just what would anger me, but people that would... People around the league, like what yeah. would people around the league be the most upset about? Not just for me personally. Um, I think that some of the te- couple of the teams that I think of right off the bat that people would be, around the league would be upset by is uh, Portland and San Antonio, only based on the fact that historically they've been um, playoff teams. I think Portland made it eight years in a row um, yep. with CJ McCollum. Um, n- and nothing personal towards them, but I think if you're one of the teams – that has been at the bottom of the standings. You say, so wait, they made the they made the playoffs eight years in a row. They have one down year, and they're already back to winning the lottery and having the number one pick again. You know, jumping ahead of a bunch of other teams. That's that the lottery. Have struggled yeah. a lot more. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that I have sympathy no, right. necessarily for that. I'm just saying like That's putting what other people would think putting myself in in other people's shoes, yep. basically their perspective. Um, San Antonio would be in the same category. I mean, they made the. I'd be pretty upset with not, them. <laughs> not only did they um, make the playoffs, I don't know how many years in a row it was, 20 years in a row, whatever, but they also, when they did have down years, they won the lottery and got uh, David Robinson and Tim Duncan. So I think people would be pretty uh, irate at that as well. Um, and then, I mean, maybe to a lesser degree, um, I think people around the league, I, I know people around the league would not necessarily be angry, but wouldn't be, wouldn't be necessarily happy if OKC wins it just based on the fact that they've been so intentional with how they've gone about losing games and how, um, you know, they've put player, a lot of players on the floor that are not NBA caliber. Um, I felt personally, I felt the same way about the Sixers during the process. I never wanted them to win the lottery yeah. because I didn't like the approach and the tactics and the strategy that they were using, but that's a personal thing. And then lastly, um, to me, Again, not upset by pe- not not angry for people around the league, but I think um, teams like Cleveland in particular, if they won the lottery, people yeah. wouldn't like that because not just because they've had a lot of past pre- lottery luck, but just they're a really good team. I mean, they if they hadn't gotten in a bunch of injuries, I think at the end of the year they would have made the playoffs. They might have even been top six and avoided the play-in tournament. So we 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 asked the question earlier, what team needs it the most? I would say they probably need it the least if you look at their roster. Yeah. I'm just going to simplify and say I don't want Detroit to have a back-to-back years. I don't know. Just getting having a team have a back-to-back years leaves a little sour taste in my mouth. So yeah. that's kind of the simple approach to that. I would agree with you as far as OKC, um, just because of how many picks and how active they've sure. been in not trying to win. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sacramento's weird to me because I feel like I, not to be mean, but I'm going to be mean, laugh if they didn't get it. Again, mm-hmm. just because of the inconsistency from them, right? Or actually, consistency of them being in the lottery this long. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of don't want them to have it. Well, I, just, I wanted to keep going. They're in the West, so yeah. for me, it's nothing personal. It's just that if you're in the Western Conference, I don't really want you to be either winning the lottery or even moving up in the yep. top four, which would be the case for them. And I don't want Houston either. Yeah, I think that would anger me just from a from a Western conference sure. standpoint, especially the same division. And mm-hmm. I think they did pretty well in their draft last year with um, guys, with yeah. Jalen green, mm-hmm. Shangoon, yep. Shangoon. And then mm-hmm. even Josh Christopher, I think was yep. their other one yep. that really mm-hmm. started showing strides later on in the season, mm-hmm. um, especially against the Pelicans. So I don't want another number one draft pick there on that young core. Cause then they're actually going in the right direction. We don't need them going in the right direction, especially with 
Look at what Dallas is doing now. You're mm-hmm. having a Southwest Division foe. Memphis, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. in the Western Conference Finals, you had one in the semifinals, Pelicans in the quarterfinals, and then San Antonio was just a game away from from being in. You almost had four teams in the Southwest Division. It's always one of the toughest ones, but yeah. you don't want Houston to get into that mix just based on the number one pick being added to the fold. Sure. Now, I know you you it's better for you to ask the questions on these podcasts, but would you be in favor of a rule where you can't win it win the lottery two years in a row? No, just because it's I mean, that's the whole thing of a lottery. I mean, it's luck. It's luck. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, look at, look at Jacksonville. I mean, did they get it back to back years now? They I get think so. Yeah. 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 They, they got did. a number one yeah. year, but that was just them being bad. Right. They right. fired their coach mm-hmm. midway through. Um, it's but, a little different for NFL though, because yeah. I think in the NFL, it's purely based on who the worst, worst. team is. Yeah. And so, in some ways, you quote unquote earn that yeah. title of being the worst team, and I don't think anyone's ever accused any NFL um, players. Definitely not players, and it's maybe come up a little bit here and there lately with some of the controversy in my, with the Dolphins. But there's not much concern about tanking in the NFL. So, like, usually the team that has the worst record in the NFL is genuinely the worst team. Do you remember a couple of years ago someone proposed? I forget who it was the wheel, the draft wheel, yes. where yes. you were assigned mm-hmm. a draft pick. For the next 30 yeah. seasons? It rotated. It, it rotated. was kind of like a some formula that they came up with where like every other year you would like this year you would pick in the top 15 and then next year you'd pick in the yeah. bottom 15 and it would alternate. Can you imagine how crazy that would be for a team that let's say the Golden State Warriors are slated next year to have the number one right, pick? Right. How infuriated people will be in that sense. Yeah. And a team like Detroit, who has been horrible this year, getting mm-hmm. the number 30 pick. And so with there's so many scenarios that there's going to be flaws in this. We've seen it with this. I mean, heck, the Pelicans, the last two times they got number one pick, the odds weren't great for them. They were getting in. People mm-hmm. thought that, I hate the word rigged, but it came up in 2012 when the team was just being purchased by the Bensons, that how it was rigged for the NBA. Mm-hmm. Let me just set the record straight here. This thing is not rigged. It's not rigged. There are there 29 other teams the last thing they'd want is to be like, okay, this team, we need this team to be the number one, have right. the number one pick for the storylines. I don't, that's never going to happen. There are law firms there. There are people that have to sit in a room for two, three hours knowing the results and can't say anything. They have mm-hmm. to drop off their phones at the beginning of the, of when it starts. So I don't want to hear any of that because that's just preposterous. My, <laughs> my thing that I always say when people bring that up is that, I always say, like, do you realize that if you sat down before the lottery, you could come up with a scenario why, quote unquote, each team, each team, you know, won it. So, I mean, it's if you can come up with 10 or 10 to 12 legitimate um, conspiracy theories, then you're going to have a quote unquote winner every every year. You're going to have something come through that you're like, see, I told you. So that's pretty much how I look at it. I think the team that would fall in that category this year would be the Knicks. Mm. Oh, the NBA yeah. wants the Knicks back right. into the playoffs. They're going to give them the number one pick. Yep. Yeah. If it's uh, if 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 there was a big um, push to have the Knicks be good so that the NBA could thrive, we the NBA would be in trouble because yeah. they've had a pretty rough last ten to fifteen years. So yeah, I would say that's not not working out so well. Both LA teams not in the playoffs, and the one New York team not in the playoffs. I think the NBA playoffs are doing just fine uh, without their big markets mm-hmm. in there. So we can put that to bed. As well, this has been a fun discussion, Jim. Again, you can watch it tomorrow, 7 p.m. ESPN, leading up to Celtics and Heat game number one of the Eastern Conference Finals. 
and uh, we'll see what happens. Do you have any superstitions? Do you have any ways of good luck charms? You know, you can submit your good luck charm to pelicans.com. Is there one for you? I do not, actually. And, the, I mean, being part of the lottery process for several times, it's interesting, I think, about that. I haven't actually come up with a uh, lottery luck charm by now, but um, I'll have to think about that. I'm not a very superstitious person. I can pretty much just look at the numbers and the math probabilities in black and white and understand what that means um, and just go from there. But I will say uh, randomly, I think once this podcast gets posted, maybe I will um, either ask for some lucky charm ideas or on Twitter, or I will kind of go through the exercise that we did in, in terms of who do you want to win it, who needs to win it, stuff like that. Cause I think it'll be, It'll be interesting to hear what what people say. I'm just glad you didn't say, like, lucky underwear or something that you haven't washed since <laughs> the last time this team won or something like that. I was going to be really scared um, if that was the case. Um, I do remember when they won it to get Zion Williamson. I was sitting uh, right just front. right. It was pretty simple. Right in front of the television, wife was trying to put the kids to bed, and I was like, I can't go. You got to do that tonight. Right. You got in the top four. Like, can you come down? I'm like, nope. In commercial break, top four, and all of a sudden – Boom, number one pick <laughs> happened. So I don't know if I just need to do that. I ran outside and like yelled so I didn't have to wake up the kids. But I don't I don't have I'm I'm not superstitious, but in the words of the great Michael Scott from the office, I'm a little suspicious. <laughs> and so maybe I'll have to wear some socks or something that'll help. Well, my my routine for winning the lottery in 2019 was actually being at the lottery, so that's not gonna Pack happen your bags, this year. Kid. So I yeah, I better I better start looking at flights if we want to try to repeat that. What's the last second flight for you? Maybe thousand dollars to get to Chicago by tomorrow. Think yeah. the team will be okay if you get the number one pick. I mean, yeah, if if, if it would guarantee the number one pick, then yeah, by all means. But yeah, I don't. That's not gonna happen. So. All right, we'll see what happens again tomorrow night, 7 p.m. ESPN. Let's hope one the main goal secure a top ten pick, which could be done. Um, tomorrow night. We'll be back with our player recaps on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We'll kick things off with Jose Alvarado, the television star who appeared on NBA on TNT. We'll talk about that and plenty more and even how he might have affected Suns and Mavericks with Chris Paul. I think that'll be an interesting discussion. And so we'll take a break tomorrow. We got to get mentally charged up for the draft lottery. We'll be back on Wednesday for three more podcasts this week as far as player recaps are concerned. Until then, for Jim, I'm Daniel. Let's wish good luck to the Pelicans and no one else. And thanks for listening to the NBA Draft Lottery Edition of the Pelicans Podcast presented by Seeking.